1: Stress all night, take your mind off your money
0: and focus on your life. Money don't matter, all the stuff
2: it bought, it's the way you think.
1: money mind right here with heather wagon halls and the maestro of Mula michael terry on unlock your wealth radio i am she your purveyor of prosperity and the maestro of Mula michael terry and we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's episode with the following great features miguel Take a motion out of the picture, number five. Yes, indeedy. And if you are not familiar with this key, you must visit our website so you can get our Unlock Your Wealth live version of the Key to Riches every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific on Facebook, but we also have them put up on the website for your convenience at unlockyourwealthradio.com. It's also on today's show page, so you can click over that way as well. Uh, We have an amazing guest today and a very cool moolah word of the day. Fred Kretzer is going to join us. Uh, He is a a financial planner and he's going to help us take and make sure that we have a good start to 2018 with his four-step process. Uh, And uh, yeah, so, and then our moolah word of the day as always is pretty spectacular. By the way, if you didn't catch it this week, you can take a free workshop from my Unlock Your Wealth Foundation's core workshops. We are taking from Key 4, which was last week's Key. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: In Key 4, we learn in our... Uh, not knowledge is power, not knowing is powerful key, we learn our 3-5 financial strategy. So if you would like to have an in-depth drill down just on that 3-5 financial strategy and how to set it up, please visit our website at unlockyourwealth.com forward slash 3-5. And that's written out T-H-R-E-E-F-I-V-E. So click on the link for 3-5 when you get to unlockyourwealth.com and join me for my free workshop, which we will go into detail because we only have... So much time. Uh, by the way, if you guys are readers, are you a reader, Miguel? You know, I'm I'm more, I'm more of
0: a video guy.
1: See, I'm a reader, but I can't always sit with a book, and with wearing glasses, it's a problem. Yeah. So it's tough, but I still want to read— Three to four books a week. Yeah. It's just, I, I just, I'm hungry. That's my pastime. I don't watch TV. I read. Well, you're, you've got the audiobooks, right? You're- exactly. I don't need my glasses. And that's why it's so exciting to have audible.com as a show sponsor. for. So, for those of you who are interested in a free audiobook complimentary, you can visit audibletrial.com forward slash. Unlock Your Wealth, and they will give you a free audiobook just for being a listener of this show. And you can choose from over 150,000 titles for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So be sure to check out the audibletrial.com forward slash wealth. And guess what? I got a book in there. And you can read my book. Yeah, that's right. Or I'd recommend that you get Atlas Shrugged. I mean, I think my book is great, but Atlas Shrugged, there's a bigger value there because that's like, I think it's like 56 hours.
0: That's your Bible, baby.
1: That is. That is the core of who I am. I am Dagny Taggart for sure. But let's get moving, shall we, with the rest of the show. It is the moolah word of the day. So have you ever heard of the term going public?
0: I've heard going public. Yeah.
1: All right. And what do you think that means?
0: Well, it means that your stock is now available to the public.
1: That is correct. And so it's traded on an exchange, but it also has other requirements. And specifically, those requirements are why people do today's moolah word of the day, and that is going private. Going private is the repurchasing of all of a company's outstanding stock by employees or a private investor. As a result of such an initiative, the company stops being publicly traded. Sometimes the company might have to take on significant debt to finance the change in ownership structure. Companies might want to go private in order to restructure their businesses when they feel that the process might affect their stock prices poorly in the short run, which has happened. You know, people take some write downs and your stock goes from $52 to $2 Ooh, overnight boy. because of the shorts against you. Wow. Uh, and- that happened to my husband uh, when he had to take some write downs. Uh, plus the bar is also higher when you're a public company and they might also want to go private to avoid the expense and regulations associated with remaining listed on a stock exchange. So it is the opposite of going public. And for example, when my husband sold his company action performance, he uh, that's what they did Two uh, two parties came together to buy all of the stock and take the company private. You know, so that's, so that's an example of why you would do that. You know, I mean, you have to do quarterly stuff, you have to do projections and not that every company doesn't do that, but if you don't make your projections and for, for no particular reason, you know, not that, you know, there are other circumstances that are beyond people's control, like, you know, your suppliers, you know, if something happens in your supply chain and you miss an ingredient in your mix, that can hold up production. And if that holds up production, that holds up delivery of goods and, That means you didn't sell as much, even though you sold it to the buyers, the public didn't get to take delivery of it. And so that's an issue for people. And it's a, it's a tough place to be in truly because, you know, uh, your value of your company is so subjective because you got two types of people analyzing your stock. You got the technical analysts that just watch the trades and the swing of the trades and the uh, volume of the trades uh-huh. every day, you know, and then you have your people that analyze things from a fundamental place, which is how the company is actually performing. And so the numbers don't always tell the story. The data, it can be interpreted Many different ways. The data doesn't lie, but the interpretation may skew what's actually going on. He was a fundamental investor. He knew that there was a story behind the write downs. It wasn't that the company was struggling. It's that the the potential buyers asked them to write it down. And so, you know... So there's a lot of that monkeying around in the marketplace that when you go private, if you take a public company private, it'll help you deal with that stuff. You know, so if you have to take write downs, for example, and you did it while you were private, you know, nobody's going to know about it because it's not, it's not publicly traded, so it's right. not publicly recorded. The information doesn't have to be out there. Sure, it's reported when you do your tax filings, but it's not as um, newsworthy.
0: It'd be really good maybe for the listeners and definitely for me to uh, you use the word write down quite a bit.
1: Okay, so, so that's a term when, when you know, write down or write off. And it's right. a term it's that a everybody write-off. does okay. with losses, yep. you know, on your taxes. You know, like let's say you started a business and it might be a public corporation, but let's say you started a business and employees stole from you or you lost mm-hmm. customers or whatever, or, you know, your expenses outweighed your profits. So you have losses and so you write that off, you know, so gotcha. that's it. And I guess I should probably circle back. I really didn't talk about today's um, key. We just introduced it sort of, but if you want to know the full scoop on taking motion out of the picture, it learns, it teaches you how to focus yourself on the, um, uh, being passionate about earning money but being impartial when investing money so it's all about keeping your passions in Mm -hmm. perspective you want to be excited about making money and not so excited when it comes to spending or investing it so we make Mm -hmm. better decisions so if you want to learn more about this week's key then you need to visit the website at unlockyourwealthradio.com and check out our unlock your wealth live show
0: cool
1: so uh so any other questions or did i throw out any other terms i
0: think you're good i think you're good I mean, you basically, are, you use the word write down and I, I'm used to the word write off. It's just, it's just semantics. It's just, that's all. Just
1: right. You know, and away. that's the one thing that drove me nuts about both the investment industry and when I was in mortgages, because there's 80 ways to say the yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Qualifying in mortgages, for example, you have a front end ratio and a back end ratio. The front end ratio is also known as your housing ratio. That is your um, uh, principal, interest, taxes, insurance, and homeowners association fees. You know the back end or total debt ratio. That is the the housing ratio plus any credit card debt, car payments. You know additional mortgages, not your primary residence. It Mm -hmm. also includes Al- alimony, child support, uh, separate maintenance payments uh-huh. that are outgoing. You know, it's a, but but there's, you know, or or it could be considered top and bottom. So you got front end, back end, top bottom, Mm -hmm. or housing and total debt. You know, it's kind of a crazy deal. In any case, you have to figure out, all right, how much do I spend every month towards housing, regardless of whether you're going to call it housing top or front. Right. And then what do I spend completely, which is housing plus other expenses like the, that that are payments that you're committed to, like credit cards, car payments, that sort of stuff stuff Mm -hmm. plus alimony child support separate maintenance going out so that's what we have cool but let's get to our guests shall we because i'm really excited about how to get a good start here in 2018 especially because now you know we're into february yeah and and now that we're into february the question becomes of the uh people that made new year's resolutions do you know how many have kept them
0: Maybe 10%, 20%.
1: You were really close. 12%. 12 12%. So if you have fallen into that 88%, perhaps there's another way to look at things. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. There might be a better strategy out there. And Fred Kreutzer is the owner of Kreutzer Financial Services in Baltimore, Maryland. And he helps clients achieve their retirement lifestyle of their dreams. Not just the meager dog food you know eating existence, but the actual retirement lifestyle of their dreams. And he provides those people who are entering retirement or who have already retired with personalized programs that cares about protecting their retirement acts <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that again. And provides those who are entering retirement or who have already retired with a personalized program that cares about protecting their retirement assets. So there are some financial housekeeping items that we should be aware of, and we're going to talk with Fred to figure out what we need to be paying attention to, because there are also some things that we may not know about when it comes to IRAs. So Fred's going to share that with us. So Fred, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. It's great to have you on the show. Oh.
2: Thank you very much. Glad I'll be able to be here and have a little chat with you folks.
1: So now that we are at the end of the first month of the year and most uh, a majority of folks have already broken their New Year's resolutions, tell us why people have so much trouble sticking to them.
2: Well, it's, it's like anything else. I think it takes uh, six weeks before anything actually becomes a habit. And good, good uh, things happen that way as well. And, you know, when it comes to 401Ks and it comes to savings, it's creating that habit. One of the things that we notice is and when the new year starts, we always encourage our clients, if they had any life changes, to make sure that they've updated little things. Their 401K beneficiary, their life insurance. Have we had a, you know, have, have we got married in there? Has somebody passed away? Are we divorced? It's shockingly, though, Heather, how many people forget to do that five years later, something happens to a spouse, and we leave money to the ex spouse. So, you yeah, know, Michi. making sure we stay on top of all yeah. our relevant yeah. things is really a good thing.
1: No question there. So, is this something we should tackle all at once, or is there a strategy to start addressing all of these financial issues that have uh, arisen, or just kind of to do our review and revise of the past year? Do we want Obviously to all say at once? to anybody,
2: do it all in one day? It's not going to happen, Heather. So the best thing to do is do a strategy. You know, maybe this week or this month, I'm going to tackle reviewing my life insurance, making sure everything's updated. Maybe the following month, if you have a financial advisor, you know, make that appointment. You know, the stock market's been absolutely fantastic. Is it maybe time to readjust our portfolio because the stock market is doing so, so well that maybe we don't want it to get our heads chopped off if it goes the other way. <laughs> so each month, maybe you put a little something out there and you change it up.
1: Gotcha. Uh, so, um, when it comes to budgeting, that's, you know, for me, I, I think of a budget as a bad word because <laughs> it infers leaving things out. But how do you evaluate or how do you recommend that your clients and, and listeners evaluate their budgets?
2: Well, how do you evaluate someone's budget? Obviously, is we want to try to get the best we can you know how much money's coming into the household. And, of course, we got to do that on after-tax dollars, not pre-tax dollars, you know, not your gross pays. What do you all come with? What, What do we have at the end of the week? What do we have at the end of the month? And then what are our bills going out? You know, how much real play money do we have each month? And that's really where the budget always starts. We got to know what we have, because what we don't want to do, and the worst thing anybody can do, is create debt through credit cards, because they love charging at 18 to 21%. And if you're paying minimum payments, all you're doing is giving the credit cards a lot of money, and you're getting farther and farther behind. So really look at your budget. You know, you can fake yourself, but, but you really can't you know what the numbers are, you know, so husband and wife should really sit down together and know what
1: they're doing. Gotcha. So when it comes to either limiting our spending or it comes to beginning a savings program, do we want to wait till we can knock off big chunks at a time or would you no, advise starting small? No, absolutely not.
2: Uh, I don't care if you're 25 years old, Heather if you know somebody can't say to me that they can't put away you know 20 20 bucks out of a paycheck to put into their 401k you got to create the habits a big saying we have in our office here is millionaires are not made in their 50s and 60s millionaires remain in their 20s and 30s what we mean by that is creating that habit of getting that compound so think about a nice ski mountain out in utah and you say you know boy look it's a beautiful hill but look how high the hill is well you pick up momentum going down the hill well that's a 20 30 year old they got 30 40 years to compound that money so waiting till you can quote unquote put more away you're not beat you're not creating the system you're not creating the habit
1: well and we're also losing out on the power of the compound compound you know effect and that's
2: it's the most powerful thing out there but another big thing that we see out there that and, and a lot of times different institutions don't educate our clients about and that's understanding the ramifications of something that happens to us and we're holding a 401k we're holding a tsp or a 403b and a big question we ask at a lot of our workshops that we teach are how many of you have been educated about a stretch ira Now, how often do you hear that asked, Heather?
1: Uh, I don't know that I have heard that asked, but let's hold that thought, Fred. You are listening to Fred Kreutzer on Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and this segment is sponsored in part by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners. Just visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash Keep my ID and click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. So, yes, Fred, tell us what is a stretch IRA? What what do we mean by that? Yeah. So and Michael's been around the retirement world. He's older than I am. Yeah,
2: that's 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 an amazing question. When we ask this, it's called an inherited IRA. We call it stretch IRA in our business, but it's been around since the year 2001. And what happens customarily if you have money in a 401k and you pass away, you can pass that money over to your spouse. It's a spousal transfer. It's a non-tax issue. The question is, what happens to mom and dad die? What happens to the 401k, to the big 403b TSP? Is this a lump sum payment out generally to the beneficiary? The 401k provider does not work with the next generation. So think about it. Mom and dad have stayed their whole life. They got money in a 401k. They got two kids. They got $200,000 in that account. They pass away. Heather, that means each of them children are going to inherit $100,000. Well, that's ordinary income, which means what have we just done to the children's tax bracket?
1: We ruined it. (laughs) You
2: you just threw them up in probably a very high tax bracket. Well, the purpose of putting money into the 401k was for tax savings. But if we give it to our children this way, they get a big tax bill. So the option is, is even when you're over 59 and a half, even though you're employed with the employer, most of them allow you to do an in-service withdrawal into an IRA. Why do I want to do that? Well, if mom and dad pass and they own an IRA, the children can come in with any financial professional and say, I would like just a minimum distribution on mom and dad's IRA. The key is it must stay in the last, whoever passed away last, mom and dad's name. It stays in their name forever. Hmm. The kids cannot put into their IRA or it's a taxable event. So any change of ownership is 100% taxable. Give you a quick story. My uncle died in 2005. I was left $82,000. Did not want to add that to my income in the year 2005. I mean, my working years, I had to take a minimum distribution every year. Since 2005, 12 years later, I've withdrawn over $25,000. But the beauty is, Heather, That account today is worth over $99,000. Wow. So the story is, is if you're a farmer and you're out there in Minnesota, what's more important, the hen or the eggs? So if I keep the hen fat, it'll lay eggs for me for a long, long time.
1: Oh, that's a great analogy. Yeah, uh, and the best story is this.
2: I had a gentleman who flew up here to Maryland from Texas. His mom passed away. He was a big baseball player. His mom died in June of that year, and we did the stretch IRA and inherited IRA for him. Well, he calls me up in December. He says, Fred, you're not going to believe what I got in the mail. I said, what would you get, Big Mike? He says, well, I got a minimum distribution check, but, Fred, you didn't tell me how the check would come. And I go, come back with that, Mike. He says, well, it's got mom's name on it. What I forgot to tell him is every year when he gets his minimal distribution check, it has his name beneficiary, but it has his mom as the, the deceased. He shared with me, he says, Fred, it's like mom's still looking after us. Every year, he gets a reminder that his mom was smart enough to put it into an IRA account So he could stretch that out over his lifetime.
1: So now, so help me understand this. Do the parents, before they pass, convert their 401ks into IRAs? Is that when this happens? Yes,
2: ma'am. That's correct. So it was already placed in the IRA. And it doesn't matter, Heather, if the IRA is at a bank account, if it's at a financial institution. They all have the capabilities to be stretched. The key is, is making sure you're working with a financial professional who understands when he sits with the kids how to explain the options that are available. The minute a child takes that money in their hand, it cannot be reversed. You can't then come back and say, oh, my goodness, I made a mistake. I want to put it now into that inherited IRA, stretch IRA. It's got to be done at the time of death when we fill out the paperwork for the beneficiaries.
1: Okay. Here's the next question. So what if you have siblings that don't agree? One wants the money now. And that's
2: the beauty comp- So if I left 50% to one and 50% to the other, they both could do two individual actions. One can say, Fred, I'm going to take the whole lump sum and I'm going to buy a Cadillac. <laughs> the other can say, no, nope, I want to protect my hand and I want to lay eggs for the next 20 years. They gotcha. could do whatever they want to do individually.
1: But because the decedent was over the age uh, required for the distributions, that they're going to be collecting those payments. Is that why you, there's the minimum if requirement? Matter,
2: if mom and dad both died at 55 years of age before they even got to that age and you're the recipient as the beneficiary, as long as you take a minimum distribution, you're satisfying and that's for the secondary person. It's not for the person. It's for the secondary that they have options.
1: Okay. So, and you want to give
2: the- options to the kids so that they have that choice. So, if one of them is truly in need of it, Heather, like you're mentioning, they need to pull some money out. It might pull them out of a jam. They have the kids. I capability need a Ferrari
1: right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, I need a Ferrari right now. <laughs>
2: We all like a Ferrari, but do we need a Ferrari?
1: Well, the question is do Here's how I'm looking at it. Okay, so I'm a little few fries short of a Happy Meal. I'm saying I could have a Ferrari now, or I could leave it for 20 years and I could have a Bugatti Veyron later.
2: Yep, or you could have a beach house. Let that help you towards a beach house,
1: maybe.
2: There you go. A lake house down there in Minnesota.
1: There you go. So, uh, yeah. So it's a uh, it's it's very curious because I, I wasn't aware and, and I was a financial planner for a while too. So I, I I never. But then again, I didn't really have anybody pass with those issues either. So so I wasn't aware that that was available. So it's it's very curious to me how, how this all comes out. So it doesn't matter what the parents do as long as, or when they die as long as they've converted four hundred one ks or other type. Of investments into a standard IRA? Does it matter it if it's be. Roth or not?
2: That's correct. A Roth IRA is 100% tax free, so it has no bearings on it. Now, if it is in a 401k when someone passes away, there is a way to do that, but it's much more complicated with a lot more steps.
1: Because dead people that's can't we sign encourage paperwork.
2: People when they are over the age of 59 and a half, if they've accrued a sizable amount in their 401k, that's a good good time to move that into an IRA just for them different precautions. Plus on the outside, many more investment options than there is inside 401k.
1: So what is the standard minimum deduction?
2: Well, it starts at age 70 and a half and it's a dividing factor based on what we call life expectancy. In year 70 and a half, you divide it your whatever amount you have on well, December 31st of the year prior to that age And whatever that is, you divide by 27.4, that tells me what you need to take out. Now, the very next year, Heather, that percentage changes. So the dividing factor changes because our life expectancy gets shorter. By the time you're 78, you're pulling out about 5%. Okay. But hopefully, if you're making that, you're only pulling out interest at that point in time anyhow.
1: Right. And the rest of it's still left to do its compound magic. And that's a big thing. From a Ferrari to a Veyron. Because that's about three hundred thousand versus two million.
2: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, the distribution of wealth at someone's senior age has become a very big part of our society today. You know, with kids struggling, you know, this next generation is not having pensions. We're not sure we can rely on Social Security. In fact, if anybody looks at your Social Security statement, it tells you that they're going to reduce the benefits from $100 to $0.77 on the dollar in the year 2034. So every statement, when you get that in the mail from Social Security, they're telling you by the year 2034, they can only pay $0.77 on the dollar. So we are so in need of the passing of money wisely so that we do pay IRS before we pay our children.
1: Right, yeah, because Uncle Sam will do whatever he can to get you. <laughs> oh,
2: absolutely. There's he a lot, a lot of to feed out there, right?
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's it's really, I mean, it's, it's a terrible thing, especially because, you know, I mean what a shame it is for these baby boomers and these retirees I mean we still have some you know greatest generation around with us and that they're that they're dipping into their lifestyle, because that's what it is when they dip into retirement, they're dipping into their lifestyle to support the younger kids. I'm lucky, I guess, because when, when I get around that retirement age, I got all these millennials, which is one of the largest generations ever that they're going to just, you know, I, I won't have to worry about people paying into the system when I retire, but you know, I mean, do I want to count on that? No. I I mean, As I'm looking at this, you know, I expect to live well past 100, you know, and so as a result of that, you know, I have to be a millionaire. I mean, people have to be millionaires before they retire, because if they retire at this standard age of 65, 70, they're going to live for another 30, 40 years.
2: Absolutely. And we encourage people to delay their social security as long as possible, because if you take it out at 62, you're only going to get 75% of what your benefit would be at 66 or 67. But more importantly, what if you live at age 85? I know. You, that's not going to keep My mom's, keep uh, my mom's almost, there.
1: My mom's yeah, almost for- there and she took it as soon as she could.
2: It's like fool's gold. They're waving in front of you, and you're saying, "I've always wanted that social security, but at what price are you really taking that social security long
1: term?" Oh, her her children subsidize her. That's the price. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, because fool's gold when they get to you early. Yeah, it's, it's really unfortunate. If folks want to learn more about this stretch IRA or are just interested in generally getting on track for their financial future with your multi-step program that you shared with us today, how do folks find you, Fred?
2: Well, they can find me on my website at Kreutzer Financial, that's C-R-E-U, T is in Tom, Z is in zebra, E-R-Financial.com. And they can give us a call here at the office at area code 410 410- 8793888. Happy to answer any questions.
1: Well, thank you so much for being a part of today's show and for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. Unlockyourwealthradio.com is here where you can visit our show page, get Fred's linky links and so much more. For the maestro of moolah. Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagon Now go out and unlock your wealth today.
0: Unlockyourwealthradio.com is produced by Heather Wagon Halls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2018 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches financial wellness series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.